Hey everybody, Mitch Fick here. Welcome to our Friday one-on-one edition of Eye on the Hawks. This week we are talking with Ricky Stanzi about Iowa's 2010 win over Michigan State, a one that kind of gets lost in the shuffle when you talk about the great battles between the Hawkeyes and Spartans because this one wasn't even close. 37-6 over a number five MSU team that was 8-0 coming into Kinnick. Iowa was coming off a really tough loss to Wisconsin. Ricky walks me through just what it took to have momentum swing totally the Hawkeye way, a lot like we didn't see in Happy Valley against Penn State last week for the 2023 edition of the Hawkeyes. Also talks about that iconic play of Tyler Sash with a pick on Kirk Cousins, then pitching it to Micah Hyde, who wraps around and scores just an incredible touchdown. Talked about his vantage point. He also got into a little bit what he's seen from the offense in 2023, specifically how that lingering injury from Cade back in mid-August during Kids Day might still be affecting how he's throwing the ball here getting ready for MSU in 2023. So thanks again to Ricky for the conversation. Always fun to catch up and talk ball and shop with him. Here's our Eye on the Hawks one-on-one with Ricky Stancy. Take me back to, to going into the Michigan State game in 2010. You're coming off the Wisconsin loss. Um, but what do you remember about the mindset heading in? They're a top five team. They're eight. No, you guys need a win to, to stay in that big 10 race. Do you remember a mindset of just like, we got to have this one, no matter how good this team is? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're getting into conference play like that, um, you know, the stakes are high. You know that the game is most likely going into the fourth quarter. Obviously, we had just had a heartbreaking loss against Wisconsin. um, And, you know, that one went down to the wire. And you kind of have to circle the wagons at that point, get everybody, um, you know, locked back in and focused. I, I do think that sometimes after a big win, it's almost more challenging to focus and lock in as opposed to you lose a tough one and you're really, you're, you're, you got that feeling, you got that sort of, you know, bad taste and you got that, that feeling in your stomach that you want to change. You want to go right back on the field and play again after a tough loss. So I think you had some of that roll into that Michigan state game. We were obviously very focused. Um, I don't remember what our record was at that point, but we, we didn't have any games to give. Like we needed to, to win as many as we could, obviously, and you have a good football team coming in. Um, obviously, 2009, you know, went our our favor um, late at their place. So you expect a little, you know, them tuned up, ready to go. I just remember everybody focused. I remember us, um, you know, expecting a battle, coming out fast, things going our way early and often. And then just kind of felt like we had our foot on the gas pedal. Never felt like they had any control or any momentum in the game. And it was kind of cruise control after we got things rolling early on. Yeah, you know, it, it can happen so quickly the other way, too. I asked Kirk about it yesterday. Of just, you know, again, 2007, Drew Gardner's got to wrap a dude up in double overtime to, to seal that one. 08, Sean gets stopped on fourth down. Probably the last time that yeah. Sean got stopped for a loss in any capacity. <laughs> and then, of course, 09, you and Marvin, you know, that was the expectation. Just, all right, this is going to be 13 to 10. It's just going to be one of those battles. Uh, you can't anticipate 30 to nothing at half. I mean, when do you... When do you get the feeling of like, oh, this is, you know, we're, we're rolling doubles on everything. I mean, is it that first drive and, and scoring with Colin right away? And just like, mm-hmm. all right, we've, we've got something here. Yeah. I think when you get into a game where um, you have all three phases working well and in sync right off the rip, that doesn't always happen. You know, sometimes like if the offense is stalling, defense is picking up. So the defense will like pick up the slack that the offense is kind of providing or putting into play by not getting a fast start, not getting points. 
But if you can come down there, you can go ahead and get points and then you can get a stop on defense. Special teams plays, you know, does their role and gives you good field position. I felt like with that game, we had all those phases going, you know, um, kind of humming together. And then you get the big defensive score, which keeps the momentum on your side. And, and from that point on, like it, it, I don't think we ever took our foot off the accelerator, but obviously it's nice to walk into half with a 30 nothing lead. You don't ever expect that in a Big Ten matchup, especially against Michigan State. Every game that we had played against them, like you just said, was a, um, was a dogfight. So to go in there at half 30 nothing, you're just kind of like looking around like, hey, don't, don't screw this up. You know, keep focus. You don't expect it. So you're not sitting there cocky or, or, or ignorant to the fact that at any moment things can flip. So you just keep focused on the next drive and just keep trying to put quality plays together. And, but from, you know, the beginning of that game, it, it always felt like, Hey, we've got the momentum. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. Today's our day. My indelible image of Tyler is him going maniac mode on the sidelines after that, like just jumping and spinning. And, and that's, that's, I will always think of that when, when his name comes up, what was your vantage point of that? That's just the most bonkers play imaginable. Mm-hmm. You thought it was in Indiana or against Indiana the year before, where it's pinball and he goes the other way. Like this somehow took the cake. What do you remember about just watching that play? And I'm sure that there's that moment as he's pitching it to Michael, like, dude, what are you doing? What are you like, yeah. put it away? What was that moment like in your your view? Yeah, that was my first thought. Like, what's he doing? Like that was like he got the pick. He had like Michael's behind him. So like he had the pick and it was like he looked like he had green grass. So I'm thinking he's gonna take the path that that Micah took, you know, just kind of cut back and, and um, you know, take it on the run and try to go score. But he kind of turns around, pitches it. That catches everybody's attention. Now, like, everyone's kind of even more focused in on the play. And then it was just, like, off to the races. And, and Micah being, you know, the athlete and savvy player that he is, um, great job by the whole defense kind of going to block. And just it was it was like everybody on the same page. One of those, like, iconic plays that, you know, you always look back at and, and, and smile and um, – Obviously, Tyler's play at Indiana was like, whoa, we're, I don't even remember how the ball got to his hand. I just remember looking up and he had the ball and he was already running. Whereas this one was like, you got to see the pick. You know, he goes and pitches it. You're like, okay, what's about to happen here? And then the last thing you're expecting is a pick six. But like that sort of momentum switch. And then it's like, they've got to be sitting over there as Michigan State. Like, dude, this guy just picked it off. And then they pitched it and ran it back like it's a grade school team, you know, just playing around with us. I think that's demoralizing. Obviously, I know being on that side of, of a pick six, how tough that is to come back from, especially if you're on the road, things aren't going your way early on. Um, and and when, when we were kind of, like we said, all three phases clicking together, the momentum is high. Everyone's juiced up on the sideline. Um, and that definitely helped aid that 30 nothing sort of, you know, walk into the halftime feeling really good. Um, pleasantly surprised, obviously, going up against a very good Michigan State team. Yeah, is that just a reminder of how how quickly momentum can work anyway? I mean, we saw the antithesis of it in Happy Valley where, you know, Eric loses control of the ball just before mm-hmm. he touches the turf. A, a bad punt for them is so bad that it hits one of the return men and, and turns into a turnover. Their muffed punt just goes off Cooper's foot. I mean, Michigan State in 2010 was not 30 points worse than you guys. I don't think Iowa this year mm-hmm. – is 31 points worse than Penn State. I mean, is that – quell some of the, the stresses and, and chaotic thoughts for Hawkeye fans that are just like, oh, like this is – we've exposed and there's nothing anybody mm-hmm. can do. Like momentum can just be crazy. And then, you know, there's almost nothing you can do to a certain extent, I'm imagining. 
Yeah, I um I, I coach quarterbacks at my high school now and in one of the big messages every you know game day is hey, ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. Mom and dad, family and friends, the student section, they can ride the ebbs and flows. They can go and, and go with the highs and, and get down with the lows. But us as a coaching staff, as players, we have to be even throughout that sort of up and down that is going to be there pretty much in, in, in every single football game. And, and that was no different um, early on in this you know past Penn State game. You saw a lot of just, man, if it bounces this way and, and, it, and, and we don't have this fumble here, um, I felt early on in that game, the, the Iowa had the momentum. Like, you know, after that first quarter, I'm like, this is an Iowa type of game. Like, you're holding a very good offense at bay. You're, you're winning the field position battle. And then you start to get these bounces that go the other way. And it kills the, the field position battle. And it kills momentum. But, you know, you can easily be on the other side of that coin. And I think I know what Kirk's going to, you know, say to these guys this week is just lock in. Focus on this game. Um, the sky's not falling. Uh, I just was sharing with you about being in Cleveland and the week before the Steelers, you know, lost, the sky was falling. And then this week they beat the Titans. And now it's, you know, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And, and a lot can change in one week of football. You know, a, a lot can happen, um, good or bad. And it's it's tough as a fan. It's tough as somebody on the outside looking in. Because you you don't get to be there to be a part of the work and to kind of see how the process is going, so you're just kind of living off those ebbs and flows. And when it's low, it's low, man, and it's tough. And and you know you expect better things. Um, you expect a battle every time you're you're going against the Penn State, and that's a good Penn State football team. Um, but at this point in the season, there's nothing to do but go back to work and refocus. Um, and learn from the tape and see, hey, the, the, the margins are thin here. You know, if we want to have a good season, if we want to finish this thing out, um, we can't fumble the ball when we're going in. We have to be cleaner with operations and special teams. And those little moments, um, you know, you start to realize as a player how important those sort of little breaks in the game, especially early on, can be um, in your favor or they can go uh, against you and they can learn, lead to an onslaught. So just kind of focusing and, and, and taking it one rep at a time at practice and then learning from what happened, um, you know, in, in happy Valley and then, and then not letting it happen again and kind of refocusing in here for this last half for this, you know, finishing portion portion of the season um, and just kind of keep the main thing, the main thing, right. You're still trying to get to the big 10 championship. That's not out of the question. Um, and if you focus on one game at a time, you put yourself, an opportunity to continually improve. Obviously, you know, Cade's still coming back from the injury. So you have a lot of sort of some time that's missed there. You know, obviously being new to the program in a sense, all that has to be factored in. And I think that they'll get the identity that they want on offense eventually, and they'll start to kind of, you know, get the momentum back on their side. And hopefully they can get all three of these phases to sync together because that's when an Iowa football team is at its best. I feel like that doesn't get talked about enough. I, and I've tried to bring it up as a reminder but Cade was not there for the spring he misses two weeks of camp and he's just now like in the last 10 14 days getting to 100 percent I mean you miss a practice or two as a quarterback especially when it's your show you're running I mean how big is that not when he's just missed a couple he's missing a couple weeks in the whole spring I mean he's you know probably in terms of the timeline what like early August in terms of where he probably wants to be yeah, it's the you can't under you know understate how the timing and the rhythm in your pass game is is 
predicated off of those reps, those practice reps with your exact guys. So you feel comfortable about those exact matchups that you're going to see. And there's no better experience than being behind center and, and going through those reps. And so when that gets taken from you at practice, it can lead to a little bit of rust. It can lead to um, just some, some miscues here and there. And then, you know, you have to remember why you weren't at practice. You have an actual live injury that, that you're still kind of nursing. Um, I know he's probably battling to, to get back to a hundred percent, but I'm sure everybody can see that he's still laboring or he's still working through some stuff with that right leg. And that's, that's your plant leg. Like that's when I'm teaching quarterbacks, like the top of the drop, the right leg is everything, how we control our momentum and our body mass as we land on that right leg and then shuffle. It plays a huge role in the way that you're going to fit your feet to the rhythm of the play. So if you have a little hesitation on that right side, or it's not quite as strong as it used to be, and it's not sequenced up to the arm as it used to be because you're battling through an injury, um, it can lead to just tiny little errors that maybe aren't a big deal in a high school level, but it gets louder and it gets, you know, it kind of exposes itself in, in the college ranks because the windows are so short, the timing is quick, and you see that. Penn State defense, you know, they're going to get around the edge. They're going to get to the quarterback. We have to be on our on our cadence and on our rhythm as far as it goes in the passing game. So they're obviously still working through that right now. Um, and I'm sure, you know, fans get frustrated. Um, nobody's more frustrated than coaches and players. I mean, I, it, there's no doubt about it. So they're going to find a way um, to get guys open. They're going to find a way to to make good checks in the run game and, and, and put themselves in the best position to execute. Um, that's, that's never changed at Iowa. You're trying to put yourself in, in, in the advantage on offense. I still think early on in that happy Valley game, they're, they're moving the ball, you know, they're making good decisions. Things are kind of going their way. They're playing on the right side of the field and you get a few bad bounces. They jump up a couple scores and then the game kind of gets away from you um, later on. And so it's, it's not as far off as I, as I think it maybe looks at times. Um, it's just simple execution. And, and it's also going to be Cade feeling more comfortable and strong on that back leg. And then having these reps kind of catch him back up with the guys so that he feels good about the rhythm of the passing game. He feels good about the matchups each week going in. And then once they catch momentum and you get the defense and the special teams, you know, working together, then you have your best Iowa football. But at this point in the season, if you start to fracture a little bit, if you know if one you know unit's pointing at the other unit, you, you just can't have it. The, the only thing you can focus on right now is who's up next, what's our first play, what's our first drive, um, let's get this thing going in the right direction, let's focus on everybody in-house, and, and let's try to win some football games and right the ship. And that's that's all you can do right now, and I know that's what Kirk is is preaching to these guys in the locker room right now. Thanks again to Ricky for the conversation. As always, you can follow him on Instagram at GLSGOTA underscore education, just GOTA underscore education on Twitter. Uh, really interesting follow as he goes through his studies of locomotion and just how to keep athletes healthy the best he can. And of course, he's always talking a lot of shop when it comes to quarterback stuff as well. So awesome conversation. And thank you to everybody for watching. Again, you can Tune into our live recap show on Sunday on the Iowa's News Now YouTube channel. Follow us at Eye on the Hawks on Twitter as well. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks again for watching.